Hey everybody, my name is Lindsay Lucas Bartlett and this is Tea Time with Linz, a podcast about creatives. I was going to call it Shooting the Ship with Linz, but if my mum actually found out about that, she literally would have a ship it. I do apologise, I, I do have a sailor's mouth, sorry not sorry. Um, so just plug your ears when you don't want to hear sorry. Uh, this is a podcast of me talking to old friends, new friends, people I've never met about their creative journey, why and how they got into acting in the first place, and their creativeness, how they just stay creative, especially in COVID times, because it's really fucking hard with things being closed and just that whole fun little chestnut. Um, so a little bit about myself. I moved to LA 11 years ago. I trained at Central School of Speech and Drama um back in 2008 and then it was my first guest katie amos is actually the reason why i moved to la in the first place which is why she's my first guest and before that i did a bunch of like grew up doing theater started doing acting at like the age of seven when i went to the paris theater uh workshops um in westcliff and was just became addicted and was obsessed with tom hanks as a little kid because I fucking love him and he is amazing and The Burbs is one of my favourite films. Anyway, so this podcast is basically just to listen to everybody's stories because I'm absolutely fascinated by everybody's journeys because nobody's journey is the exact same. Um, if you ever have any questions, feel free to tweet me at Duchess Lindsay. Um, like I said, our first guest, Katie Amos, you can follow her on Twitter at Katie Amos. Um, if you have any questions, just feel free to message us. Um, and I think that's... Oh, and thank you to Poe the Passenger for the intro music. That is Sweet Talk. Poe the Passenger are a local California band. I'm very um, into helping people get exposure and just picking people up because everybody is fucking amazing and we're all doing what we want to be doing. And yeah, Poe the Passenger were on k-rock they were number one on k-rock fm for i think three weeks in a row and that is a massive fucking deal so congratulations guys and we will get on with the show so today's guest is katie amos katie and i actually met at drama school we went to a central school of speech and drama together the royal and central school of speech and drama thank it, you it wasn't the royal then it's now the not royal. at that time yeah that's and true now it's called the royal so the royal was royal school. salt <laughs> <laughs> what it? the royal school is such a what the, the royal, royal central oh my god <laughs> the royal central school is such a job i can't even fucking say it oh my god it threw me off i'm like anyway royal salt, uh, <laughs> royal salt. <laughs> um, it is funny though because i do remember the first time i saw you and it was in the Hampstead theater cafe i think it was across this like across the little pathway area and um, around food so that makes it <laughs> i just remember seeing you in your juicy couture uh tracksuit yeah. uh, i think it was like a green one and you had that pink jacket on i don't know why i remember this and your hair was super long and like mm-hmm. so much blonder than it is now and you turned around and i was like fucking hell with that Chantel from big brother Oh my and god, then... everybody used to say that. <laughs> literally. But I was just like, oh my god, I'm like, I was like starstruck and I didn't even like her. Like I didn't even really know who she was. <laughs> I just so knew that I'd seen her in like magazine stuff and I was like, fuck it out. 
Oh my god, that's hilarious. Uh, so yeah, so <laughs> um, but then also it turned out that we actually uh grew up in the same area and went to the same high school, secondary school, which was St. Bernard's. And we grew up like what five, six streets away from each other. Yeah. So yeah, that was cray cray. Um, so anyway, so you made the big move to LA. In fact, the mm-hmm. reason actually why I wanted you to be my first guest is because you're the reason I even moved to LA. Really? Uh, well, yeah, because after drama school, you were like, let's move I'm to going. LA. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, uh, okay. Um, so actually it was all because of you. So do you hate me or love me for that? Um, well, I'm still here, darling. And you're married and you've got a baby. So um, I'm going to say that you should be loving me. I do love you very much. Um, you. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? my dear yes um so as Lindsay just said you know I'm from South End in Essex was actually born in Basildon um which has a stereotype of not being the greatest place in the world um however I think that is completely wrong loads of amazing people come from Basildon and South End and Essex in general I kind of think we get a bad rap for being from there yeah, but it really I'll, is so annoying. So yeah, like annoying. the Essex girl stereotype. But um, I'll have you know that Helen Mirren also went to our high school and um, is from Southend as well. Well, I think she moved there when she was little. So, you know, a lot of amazing people come from there. So I think it's just, you know, a ridiculous stereotype. And I think Lindsay and I are evidence that you can be blonde and you can be from Essex and you can still have a brain. And you can still do amazing things in life. So, yeah, yeah. definitely proud to be from there. Um, yeah, so I was born in Basildon, lived there till I was about 11. Then we moved to South End, And um, I always, always, always wanted to be an actress from the age of five. When I was watching the most amazing film, Three Men and a Little Lady. <gasps> I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I was obsessed obsessed with that film I'd watch it every day I knew every word and, ba- um, baby I, or lady I watched the baby as well but it was really three minutes the lady, lady. Yeah. yeah because I became obsessed with the little girl that played yeah, she, Mary yeah. yeah her real name was Robin and I did like loads of research on her and I think at one point I wanted to be called Robin I like tried to change my name for a while back then <laughs> when I was five. <laughs> oh my um, god yeah, but that you really Martinez yeah I literally gave myself like a Caucasian name for a while and then when I moved here I realized it wasn't going to work because <laughs> I clearly did not look non-Caucasian um so I'm honestly like the most stupidest person ever I swear um <laughs> with regards to stuff like that but yeah so basically wanted to be an actress ever since I was five and I would tell everybody that I wanted to you know be in films and in tv shows and I remember telling my dad oh dad I really want to be an actress and he said oh that's great because Somebody actually just called me and said um, they're looking for a little girl who's about five and that she needs to have blonde hair and she needs to have blue eyes. And I was like, oh, no. And dad said, why? Why? Why is that a problem? And I said, dad, I've got green eyes. You didn't even know the colour of my eyes. I was trying to pretend I'd been given a thought. Um, yeah, so that's kind of when I caught the bug. And then ever since then, I was obsessed with being an actress and living in LA I mean I actually said that I was going to live in LA when I hadn't even been here I'd never even been to LA and I said I was going to live there 
it's weird because um I did the same thing I've got like some journals from when I was like nine or something and then I I say it again later on when I'm like 13 or 14 I'm like I'm gonna move to LA and I'm gonna become a famous actress blah 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 and I'm just like I hadn't even been to America didn't even know you know it's so weird isn't it I guess you just see it on the tv and films and then you're like that's where I've got to be yep it's so yeah it's kind of how I got into acting and obviously I went to a school in South End and then I went to I did audition for drama school when I was 18 so straight from high school yeah um but I didn't get in I think I auditioned for three of them and one of them was central and ever since my audition at central I said that's the school that I want to go to Mm-hmm. So then I went to university first and did a degree in drama and English. And that was at Queen Mary's in Mile End, East London. Yeah. And, um, you know, that was such a worthwhile time for me because I obviously grew up a lot in those three years. I signed to an agent then, started doing commercials and, um, you know, little bits and pieces that were professional work. Um, and then after that, I auditioned for drama school once I'd done my undergrad. And I only actually auditioned for Central to do my master's. And oh, really? Yeah, I think so. If I'm remember. Maybe I auditioned for Guildhall as well. I can't quite remember, but I knew that I had to go to Central. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's funny. The acceptance letter to get in there, it was sent to my dad's flat in London. And so it had been there a couple of weeks and I hadn't <gasps> even checked the mail. And then one day I just happened to go there. And be like, oh, there's a piece of mail from Central. And I was like, oh, my God. And it was a huge letter, wasn't it? It wasn't like a small little. Yeah. Oh, my God. I was like, how long has this been here? But, yeah, so I got in. And then that's where me and you met. And then straight after that, we. After that, we came. Yeah, it was like. It was like, I think, six or seven months later. Because we started working at Lloyd's Bank. And then we were saving. During the night shift. Fucking hell, Jesus. I don't know how we did it. We'd literally go to drama school during the day. I would have a couple of hours sleep, drive back to South End, and then do like 11 p.m. till 7 a.m. Oh, it was um, brutal. At Lloyd's Bank. And I remember sometimes I would literally just cry. When I woke up on the, uh, (laughs) when I woke up on like a Friday morning at 6 a.m., thinking, I'm going to be awake now until Sunday, right? Is that right? (laughs) So I'd go to drama school during the day, fly Friday, work that night. No, I'd be awake until the Saturday midday. I, I don't know how it works. But yeah, basically I was doing like crazy insane hours. And we wasn't really making that much, was we? But No, I mean, it was better than working during the day. But the only thing yeah. that I remember really distinctly about working at Lloyd's is mm. going in at those crazy hours. And then yeah. I would cycle my bike. So I had my sister's like... Um, a luminous jacket like bicycle jacket on yeah and I would listen to Britney Spears I don't know why it was that yeah. album what album was it the one with um piece of me what I'd whatever album Black that out. is Blackout. Black out. and so yeah. I would listen to that album riding back from South End to my sisters I would get into yeah. bed go to sleep first thing in the morning my sister would have a huge list of things for me to do before I went back again Oh, are you fucking joking I was like okay so yeah I mean it was pretty crap wasn't it we just had to keep our eye on the prize which was moving here but I mean it's not all been roses and you know sweet smelling you know beautiful puree. you know it's hard (laughs) as hell here when you get here it's kind of like a whole other battle so you've saved the money you've figured out your visa and then you're into this whole new world of 
you've got to be skinnier, you've got to be prettier, you've got to get an agent. You can't actually work on the visa that you've got, you find out when you get here. Oh, you can only I do know. acting jobs. Um, you have no money, you're trying to buy a crap car and then your car breaks down and it's really, really hard. But, um, you know, we've been here how long now? 10 years? Uh, I've Probably been 11. Long. You've been here longer, right? 11 years in March, yeah. Yeah, because I went home for three years. Yeah, I went um, home for a year, I think a year and a half. And, and you was in Australia, wasn't you? Yeah, that's included in that year and a half, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, I came here on the student visa and we did a 12-week course in the Valley at a, a school called TVI Actors Studio. Yeah, and I then... actually drove past there recently and it's still there. Did you? Is I it really? I didn't think it was still there and I, was, I saw the sign and I was like, are you shitting me? Wow. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, that school was worthwhile for me because you got to meet amazing casting directors, don't oh, you think? No, it was made, And like, I feel this is the thing as well. I feel like even at the time, if you don't think an experience is going the way you think it is, yeah, um, or like how you expected it to be, I feel like the things that, like the connections I made there, the people I made, mm. like friends I made, um, like I, I don't think I'd be here. I don't think I would have got the employer. Yeah, I don't think, because I think it was through Anthony and Dominic who I got their lawyer's details, their lawyer took me yeah. on, do you know what I mean? So it was like, step after step after step so I'm just like it was so valuable yeah I mean I'm I moved in when I moved back four years later with Yaz who obviously was in our class yeah um and lived with her for nine years I think yeah um really some of those casting direct yeah it was ages some of those casting directors that I met then I still have you know connections with now and still have auditioned for recently um the lawyer that I got like you say the lawyer that I got to come back with my acting visa I met I was introduced to him through that school so you know I still got great friends from that school so yeah it was definitely worth it um but the reason I had to go home was I hadn't saved enough money I'd only had enough money to stay here for those three months and then I realized okay you've got to get an O visa an O1 acting visa which I think at the time was, was it $4,000, something like that? Mine was seven at the time. Okay, maybe mine was like between four and six, but it literally took me, I'm not even joking, three or four years to save that much money. Oh, because... no, it took forever. It was yeah, like, I, yeah. I was only working part-time for this charity called Shelter, which is a housing charity in East London. Mm-hmm. And um, at the same time, trying to do auditions back home. And, and I got a new agent there and I did do like, you know, a lot of commercials like the Nintendo Pets commercial, the News of the World commercial, um, the Premier Inn Hotels commercial with Lenny Henry, like jobs like that really kind of helped me to save money. And I remember when I got here and my car had broken down and um, all of a sudden I got a residual check through for one of the commercials. They bought it for another year and that literally was the deposit on a new car. So, um, yeah, that was amazing. But yeah, so it took me so long to save the money. I came back and then when I got back here, I realized, okay, on the O1 visa, you can't do any other work apart from the company that has sponsored your visa to come here. And I didn't realize that. So I'd sa- I think I saved up like, you know, maybe another $4,000. And I said, you know, I'll go for six months and I'll see what happens. And I've literally never left since then. Yeah. Um, do you know what? That, the O1 thing, that, oh my God, it was like a kick in the teeth. It really because was. You, you save up all this money. You, I remember getting the call from my lawyer 
and just being like so excited I got the three like the full three years and then as yeah. soon as I got here I had so many people being like oh yeah studios don't take our ones anymore because of this this and this and you have to have a green card so then I was like okay I'm mm-hmm. gonna start my green card process but that's like another x amount it's just like it's a money pit it's... I mean I think I've spent like at least twenty thousand dollars on immigration at this point oh god easy just my sister actually lent me the money for the green card because I realized I'm not going to be able to audition for certain places without a green card and how am I going to make extra money to support myself so pretty much straight away I applied for the green card yeah but, um obviously me and you are now citizens um how long have you been a citizen is it a year it is isn't uh, it or is it two years two years <gasps> two years oh my god month. oh my god yes, it's two literally. years this month yay i mean isn't it so crazy that we're now american i know it's it's really it's so bizarre it's so it really weird. is and i just i feel like we have the phd of visas does that make sense yeah literally (laughs) we should become lawyers Lindsay (laughs) Dr Katie Amos (laughs) (laughs) people you can tell them don't do the O visa because it won't work just go straight for the green card go straight for the green card oh my gosh um so I do have some questions for you about like your time here because you've had a really crazy ride like there was something um with the Geffen Playhouse which mm-hmm. was probably I remember when you called me to tell you tell me that you'd got the part for the birthday party yeah. that was just like humongous it was such a yes. huge huge deal so tell mm. us all and the Geffen Playhouse is so iconic over here yeah so tell so us a little bit about that yeah basically I saw this um audition online for the oh you also party. sent me that as well just really quickly because this just really quickly I have to interject you are such this is what I've always found about you all the way through central days you were like always so just like oh I'm going on audition come with me oh I've got this audition send it to your agent and get you an audition (laughs) do you know what I mean and like it's really hard to find actors who are like that um well I just want my friends to do well and either you're gonna get it or I'm gonna get it and nothing we can say or do changes that it's about our essence so if I'm not getting that part I sure as hell want you to get that part yeah there's enough for everybody and I just wish people could you know be kinder and more understanding about that and more supportive it's not everybody against each other you know we can help each other so I'm pleased that you have noticed that because uh, oh, yeah not everybody yeah. can be that way yeah anyway, um sorry to interrupt you that's all right. Yes, I saw this audition. Um, Harold Pinter's The Birthday Party, directed by William Friedkin, who obviously won the Oscar for directing The Exorcist. Um, and the other I people in the oh, cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the other people in the cast were Stephen Burkoff, Francis Barber, David O'Hara, and Tim Roth. So massive, massive British actors, you know. Yeah. I think Tim got an Oscar as well. Or did no, he I think he did. Yeah. Yeah. Was it for Rob Roy or something? something like that I mean just massive you know massive British people you know to be working with and so I asked my agent to submit me for the audition and she did and then I walked into the Geffen and I met with um with Phyllis Sharinga who's the casting director there and William Friedkin himself and as I walked in Phyllis said to William um oh this is the girl I was telling you about so I was thinking what 
what's there to tell about me? Like, I don't have any good credits yet. And she was from, she said she's from Essex and I just think she's going to be amazing. So I was like, oh my God, pressure. And then <laughs> William Freakin said, when you say the lines, don't act, just say them. So I was like, oh, okay. And that really put me at ease because I guess he just thought she is Lulu. This is her. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I just read it as I would have read it as Katie Amos. And um, later on that evening, about six o'clock, I got an email when I was driving to a restaurant with my friend and we'd pulled over the car so we could change who was driving. Mm-hmm. And then the email came through and I was like, ah! and I literally started screaming. We were jumping up and down in the street. We could not believe it. Oh my and God. I was going back to England the week after for Christmas. And so it was literally just the most perfectest end to another year in LA of not really doing much. Yeah. And um, I remember on the plane back to England, the man next to me was reading a, um, a theatre magazine and I saw there was something about the birthday party in it and I said to him oh I'm I'm actually gonna be in that and he was like oh my god I have tickets for it and he was like you're gonna be a star this is amazing oh my so, god crazy oh my god. the man sitting next to me had tickets but um yes it didn't <sighs> quite work out how we had imagined um you know it led to something else so exactly you know the cast there was a dispute in the cast somebody left we couldn't replace that person. All the tickets had sold. We had our costumes. We were rehearsing on stage, but we didn't have a lead actor. So in the end, we had to pull the production. The crappy thing about that was I had given up my job at the restaurant to be in the birthday party. And so all the other actors were like, oh, you know, I'm going to go and do this film and this film and we'll revisit it in a few years. And I thought, I'm going to go on unemployment. How yeah. am I going to survive on that? But anyway... I don't regret a second of it. It got me attention. I got my agent and my manager because of it. Yeah. Um, I made the absolute most I could out of every second of it. And what an amazing experience to work oh, with God, all those yeah. like fantastic people. Um, loved every second of it. And um I did go on to appear at the Geffen Playhouse uh in These Paper Bullets, which was by Rollin Jay. So Rollin Jackson Rolling Gay and um, Jackson. Oh, Jackson's no, Rollin Jones and Jackson Gay. Sorry, that's such a tongue twister. Um, yeah. So basically, went on about a year later in a different production. Um, with Justin Kirk, who was playing the lead from Weeds, and um, I was actually an understudy in it. They already had the cast. They brought the cast from New York. But on the last evening of it, the girl, one of the girls I was understudying went off sick. So I got to go on and it was literally the funnest night of my life. Yeah. And um, yeah, the Geffins had me back quite a, a lot to audition for things. And then it led me to audition for other amazing theatres here. And then I went on to be in Ray Cooney's Cash on Delivery with Ray Cooney himself, who's obviously another theatre god. Um, so yeah, it definitely was an amazing experience. And I think it just shows you that even if something doesn't work out how you had hoped it would work out, you can still get so much from it. You've just got to take a different angle. But, you know, I've still got amazing things from being cast in that and I wouldn't change a second of that. Oh, no, absolutely. And that's the thing. It's just like if something doesn't work out the way you expected, it's it's like mm. what we were saying earlier about the acting school. Um, it yeah. wasn't exactly what I expected, but it led to so many other openings. Yeah, and it was all fate anyway. I mean, yeah, 
we were obviously never meant to go on but for some reason I was meant to be a part of that cast so something was meant to happen from it that's the that's the way I took it anyway yeah and these paper bullets I was there for the opening night and it was amazing you was wasn't you yeah and I got to see the guy from uh Green Day I used to love Green Day when I was oh yeah he wrote all the music yeah Billy Joel Armstrong that's it I'm forgetting everybody's names today yeah so yeah Yeah. he's a lot shorter than I actually thought he would be and we saw you reminded me that we saw Alicia Silverstone was there, wasn't she? She was there, and when I saw her, I was just like, "Oh, Katie!" Uh, no, no, it's not Katie. Ah, yeah, because <laughs> you said look like her as well. It was Chantel, Paris Hilton, and Alicia Silverstone. Alicia Sil- I feel like you look more days. like Alicia right now, more I'm like less Alicia and Paris. Blonde, yes. Well, I don't know what happened to Chantel. I think she ended up with black hair, so I didn't look like her after she dyed it black. Yeah. But um, yeah. Okay, so you've you've actually also done a bunch of TV shows and other projects out here. So uh, why don't you tell us? I've got CSI abroad here. It's fucking Criminal Minds. It's Criminal I've, Minds it, Beyond Borders, darling. Get it I've, right. It's so funny because when you text me, I didn't change the thing, but in my head, I knew what I, I knew. I was writing Criminal Minds. Yeah, uh, it was Criminal Minds Beyond Borders. borders. But, but I was just like Beyond Borders. Oh my god, I'm so dumb. Um, That's alright. But like. I'm writing and I still keep saying CSI and I'm just like, that show was cancelled. We yet. know what you mean. We know what you mean. Don't worry. Oh my gosh. Actually, Criminal that. Minds Beyond Borders was cancelled as well after the first um, season of it. Oh, it was? Oh. Yeah, it was a shame. It was basically the spin-off from Criminal Minds, but they just went to different countries and solved the different crimes there. But yeah, I'm not sure why they had to cancel it. But um, that was my first uh, network TV job here. And... Um, an English girl that was gruesomely murdered in Jamaica and it was so amazing um I got to be stabbed in the stomach and gutted and then I was set on fire so um dream great pictures yeah dream job (laughs) no but in all seriousness it was so fun when they put the makeup on me everybody was like I am not sitting next to you at lunch this is literally turning my stomach oh my god yeah and I had a stunt double in everything and I just remember I was on hold all week for filming because I didn't know which day they were going to need me. So I got paid every day, even though I wasn't filming every day. Oh my and I just remember every day waking up and being like, Jesus, I love you. you know, <laughs> I, I'm getting paid and I'm going to be on a network show. And it was so, so amazing. I missed the um, the table read for it because my grandma had passed away and oh, um, I, I was in England. Yeah, it was, it was touch and go whether I could shoot it or not. But um they allowed me to go back to England for like 36 hours so I could yeah. be there with my family. And then I flew back and I filmed the next day. Yeah. And um, Gosh. yeah, it was crazy timing. But grandma, I think grandma gave me that role because she so wanted me to be an actress and succeed. And like I was living with her before I moved here. So I definitely think it was like fate that I booked my first national TV job here yeah. just as grandma had passed away. So um. Yeah. Yeah, so that was, um, you know, very, very sad. But also I definitely feel like it was due to grandma. Um, so that's my first big role. And then I did Bull. I can't really say the word Bull. I find it really hard. Don't no, I know what you mean. Bull. It's weird. Bull. 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 I say I do it too far back in my mouth. But um, yeah, so that was with Michael Weatherly. And I got to go to New York again for another week. And um, again, got paid every day, even though I wasn't filming every day. 
And um, I love New York and it was snowing when I arrived and I got a red eye there. And I remember I was staying with my friend and she told me to get a taxi to her place. And I thought, no, I want to get the subway. So I went (laughs) on the subway with my suitcases. I had flown through the night. It was like five in the morning when I landed and I dragged them um, from JFK onto the subway and then had to change to another subway and it was freezing and it was snowing and I was in heaven. I was... (laughs) Any other day, I'd be like, I hate my life. Why didn't I get a cab? I was like, I love the snow and the buildings. And let me take a selfie. And honestly, I was absolutely in heaven. So so yeah, that was a good experience. And then I also got to go to Atlanta to film Captain America Civil War. Oh, that's right. um, I I told you my sister watched that the other day and she saw your name in the credit. And then she screenshot it and was just like, "Uh, why, why did you not tell me Katie was in this? Well, they cut my scene limbs. Do you know that? Yeah, yeah, you did tell me that. And it's just so frustrating because you're just But you know what? I still got paid and I still got the credit and I still got to go there. And like, and uh, Chris Evans was in the makeup trailer with me and, you know, some of the other lead characters. And it was just such an amazing experience that I know that I said a couple of lines in it, you know. Yeah. it doesn't really matter. I wasn't on screen. I still got to do it. That's the way I got to yeah. look at it anyway. And, but that, um, my, that is the way to look at it. That really is. Yeah, I mean, it's still a credit. It was still amazing. I still got cast in it. And uh, my mum and dad were visiting my sister because she was graduating from the Citadel in Charleston. Mm-hmm. And I finished filming early. And I remember saying to my mum and dad, look, if I rent a car, I could leave now and be with you guys in time for dinner. And I hadn't seen them since Christmas. And this was kind of May. And they were like, oh, it seems a bit dangerous. And I said, no, I want to do it. So I left the hotel, went and got a car. It was a Mercedes convertible. When I picked up the car, the late, (laughs) I I mean, that was all they had. I didn't necessarily want that one, but it was the same price as any other car. And she said, please be careful. There's a storm. And I thought, oh, whatever. Oh, my God, Lindsay, (laughs) I drove through a hurricane. I literally drove through a hurricane in a Mercedes convertible. I thought I was going to die. I was like, Jesus, help me. I couldn't see. I couldn't hear. The rain was pelting my car. Cars were turning over either side of me. I don't know how I made it. Oh, um, my gosh. Yeah, made it in time for dinner. And uh, (laughs) I literally made, I turned up as they were ordering at the restaurant. And I said, oh, sorry, can I order an extra side of French fries and a chocolate brownie? And I'll also get this, this, and this. Because obviously I'd been filming. So I was trying not to stuff my face. But um, yeah, got a lovely dinner out of it. And um, I got to see my mum and dad and stay in Charleston for a couple of nights. And then I drove back to Atlanta and had a meeting with the biggest agent in Atlanta. And they ended up signing me. And then I got on the plane and came back to L.A. So definitely made the most of that trip as well. Oh, my gosh. It's just amazing. Like Everything just falls into place. It does. And even if it's not how you expect it, like, yeah, my line was cut. But I ended up with the top agent in Atlanta. Got so many auditions from that agency as well that it was just you know an absolute dream but also it is what you're saying like it is that whole experience of like being in a trade with Chris Evans and just yeah. being in that environment it's just like no yeah. one can take that away from you do you know what I mean no, it's, yeah it's an absolute dream and that's why we keep going because we are going to book other things it's just how many auditions does it take to get there you know you've yeah. got to keep going you can't give up and my dad always says if you give up it's that next audition yep. that could have been your big break it's so, exactly that honestly it's exactly you, that you've got to enjoy the journey as well because I feel like so often we say oh I've had this many auditions and I haven't booked anything and blah de blah de blah but this is this is a lifestyle you're in it for good you know 
there will be ups, there will be downs. You've got to try and enjoy every moment because you're only going to live once and you don't want to spend your life moping about parts you didn't get. You want to focus on the next audition you're going to get and the next role that you're going to book. So Exactly. Honestly, that's, that's such a stellar outlook because... I, it's so it's so cliche like when people are just like it's not about the journey it's about no it's not about the destination it's about the journey but yeah. it's so true because if you're not enjoying yourself then what's the point and if exactly you, you literally out, live like, once yeah it's just like, I mean don't get me out? wrong like you know there's times that it's very frustrating for example oh, this okay. week yeah totally. I've had loads of auditions I I got asked my availability for one to film said I'm available didn't hear anything then I get an audition for the same show so I say wait did I not get the first role they say no not necessarily just take this audition and see what happens and I'm still waiting so you know that could be frustrating and you could say oh I'm not going to get the part but who knows maybe they're typing the email to me right now saying that I have booked it and can I be on set in three days (laughs) you've got to just live in a state of excitement and possibilities that you attract more to you and you don't go into you know, one of these cliche actor types that resents the world and everybody oh that's God. doing good and is booking shows because support yeah. them and then you'll attract more back to you. It's so true. Honestly, it's literally like nail on the head true. Yeah, I think me and you, where we're such good friends, we've always had that support for each other. I think my advice to people who are moving to LA, don't get too caught up in this person's got this audition and well why are they with that agent and I'm not and I never knew about that casting you've got to put yourself in a positive state surround yourself with people that are gonna support you they're not gonna secretly be thinking god why did she book that and not me you want people that are gonna celebrate your every success and cry with your every loss that you get you know you want people that are kind of family here because we don't have our family around us so it's really important that you get like a stable group of people that are going to be supportive around you I think that's such good advice because LA can be so isolating and it it can be there's so many fake elements and like just shady parts where you just like because I remember I I think it, it took me a long time but just when people would say something to me I would take it as like gospel type thing and then mm. after I think it took me like a couple of years and I was like oh my god just people are full of shit they really and, are limbs yeah and so I feel like once you get that network of people who you can really really trust and really just mm. like just know that they have your back I think that's so yeah. so fundamental because so otherwise you I. end up going crazy you really do and another thing I would say another bit of advice is your whole life cannot be about this industry because then you will become obsessed with it and you will you know push roles away from you because you so so want them you have to find something else that makes you happy you have to find other hobbies and activities and kind of you know me and you have both got married since we've been here you've had a a baby since you've been here Mm -hmm. it's like you can't just be I, I can't be dating people unless they're an actor or oh I can't date people because it will detract from my career you've got to have other relationships and other experiences and be fulfilled in your home life and that will just translate to your career I think because you know there is so much more in LA than just acting and there's so much more you can do with your time than worrying about acting and if you're happy personally I think it will all fall into place eventually yeah but it is honestly like there was a point where I was just so driven about doing what I wanted to be doing and I couldn't focus on anything else that I just I didn't want children 
and then yeah. just one day I was just like I feel like there's something so like huge is missing in my life and then I just yeah I just said to my husband I was just like I need to have a baby just it, like I felt like this overwhelming urge to have a child and it's Definitely. probably like one of the best things I've ever done and I'm just like and it's so weird when people say you can't have a child and pursue your dreams I'm just like no that's not true yeah a lot of people I know that had a a baby then went on to have you know bigger and better careers because they were so happy outside of their acting career yeah it's crazy so yeah I do I do get it because I feel like I did like fall into that pit probably like the first couple of years that I was here but then you know just something just even stuff like I used to say oh I can't have a boyfriend because he's gonna detract me from my career well, yeah. actually, my husband, through quarantine, has been the director, the editor, the sound guy, my scene partner, um, <laughs> you know, my makeup, They're my costume. Work. He's literally, I, he needs to earn a salary at this point, Liz. I could not have done any of these auditions or booked any of the jobs that I have recently if it wasn't for him Aww. doing all the taping and rehearsing. He's probably thinking, I absolutely hate this, but um, I did take him for lunch last Sunday. I think it's interesting for him because obviously (laughs) he wasn't in this world before, but he got a lovely lamb chops lunch out of it last Sunday, so (laughs) you can't complain too much. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, you're so funny. Oh dear. All right, well, I don't know if I've got any other questions. Do you have anything, do you have any embarrassing audition experiences or anything even not it doesn't even have to be related to acting do you have anything like an embarrassing story or anything um embarrassing audition stories I have loads of them I mean I when especially when I first moved here I thought I was far better at certain skills than I was for example (laughs) you know tap dancing uh jive dancing character impersonations Break dancing. I found myself at Universal Studios getting through to the next round of the break dancing um, group for you know some of their stage performances. I don't know how I got through because I cannot break dance whatsoever. <laughs> Yaz also came to the audition and I think she was knocked out in an earlier round and she was on the sidelines cringing. We could oh, not believe, like God. Lindsay, it was awful. I don't know how I got through. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I've done lots of embarrassing things with auditions, and I think one time I said I could sword fight or something that would have been very dangerous if I had have actually booked the part. But um, I thought you've got to be in it to win it, and uh, oh, yeah. I'm gonna be in it even if I don't win it. I'll just embarrass myself, and we can look back and laugh. So yeah, there's been a lot of crazy audition stories, but um, I'm starting to learn more what I can and can't do, and stop claiming that I can do things when I can't because yeah probably a bit of a time waster for the casting directors to be honest it is funny though you're talking about the breakdancing thing because um my old agent sent me out on a disney tokyo audition which oh my I, God, like... I think i had that as well <laughs> but i i emailed her back and i was just like i really don't actually want to go to tokyo for six months so I'm i didn't either and she was just like just go to the audition it's fine and then i, I said to her i was just like but i can't dance like i know i used to dance but I i'm literally yeah. i'm shit at dancing and she was like, just go to the audition. You'll be fine. I was there and everybody was probably about 10 to 15 years younger than me. And like professional <laughs> fucking dancers. <laughs> yes. It was the worst audition. I swear I, just, I had oh this audition God. as well. It was awful. And also I hate it when I get singing ones because everybody thinks I can sing. I can sing <laughs> apart from my mum. It turns out I'm really quite pitchy. 
But um, when I try and tell them I'm not a great singer, they won't listen. So I found myself in so many rooms with sheet music. Oh, my God. And, you know, they're trying to be polite and smile back at me. But it's all out of tune and out of time. And they uh... probably feel bad for me. But I have a great time trying. I think, you know, I have fun learning the music and stuff it's just probably the people listening don't enjoy it as much oh my gosh yeah I think I told you one time when you get it on point it's like really yeah. quite good yes you did tell me that <laughs> when you're off it's so funny and it's off about what do you think 80% of the time yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's say 87 87 to 90 on a good day. Oh my god, yeah. it's amazing. Josh thinks I'm a great singer though. I absolutely <laughs> love he asks me to sing. He requests me to sing certain songs and then I'll stand in front of him and do full on performances. Oh my god. He's the perfect husband, really. He really is. It's so fun. <laughs> oh my god. Well, Katie, thank you so much for taking the time. This is really fun. <laughs> thank you for having me. Sorry if I was the f- embarrassing first guest for you. No, this isn't perfect. <laughs> Oh my god. Um so yeah, is there anything else you wanted to say before we not really, on? just um everybody be safe, be happy and as I say, you only gonna live once, so just try and have as much fun as you can and um everything will fall into place when it's meant to. It's all Perfect fate, advice. so just enjoy the journey. Lovely, jubbly. All right, darling. Well thank you so much for being You're on welcome. this. And thank you once again, Katie Amos, for being my first guest, my guinea pig for the show. And like I said, you can uh, follow her on Twitter at Katie Amos. All right, gang, thanks for listening. This has been fun. And next week we have Benjamin Byron Davis on the show. So stay tuned for that. All right, bye bye. <laughs>